أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا علما نافعا اللهم أرنا الحق حقا وارزقنا اتباعه وأرنا الباطل باطلا وارزقنا اجتنابه ربي اشرح لي صدري ويستر لي أمري وحلل أقدة من لساني يفقه قولي السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته Welcome to the Reflections on the Risale-i Nur by Bed-Uzzaman Said Nursi podcast series This is Mustafa Tuna You can listen to the episodes of this series wherever you get your podcasts or at the website www.reflections-rn.org Inshallah, today we will continue reading the 17th word and a rough translation of the text we will be reading, inshallah, will be posted at this website too. The 17th word is about the reality of the world, the world in which we live. The reality of this world in comparison to what is to come after it, after it. It is a commentary on two verses, two uh, signs from the Quran. One of them is, Astaghfirullah billah. إِنَّا جَعَلْنَا مَا عَلَى الْأَرْضِ زِينَةً لَهَا لِنَبْلُوَهُمْ أَيُّهُمْ أَحْسَنُ عَمَلًا وَإِنَّا لَجَاعِلُونَ مَا عَلَيْهَا صَعِيدًا جُرُزًا We have adorned the earth with attractive things so that we may test people to find out which of them do best. But we shall reduce all this to barren dust. This is Quran. Chapter 18, verses 7 and 8. And The life of this world is nothing, nothing but a game and a distraction. This is, uh, again, Quran, chapter 6, verse 32. Based on these two verses, or inspired by these two verses, Ustad Nursi uh, provided us with a somewhat detailed explanation of the reality of the world, what it is worth and what it is not worth. And then um, he calls that section the first station, which we finished in the past two episodes. And then various um, mostly poetic um, elucidations of the reality of the world, some of which he had written before, he started writing the treatises of the Risale Inur, some of them after. He has compiled together and added to this first station as the second station of the 17th word. Inshallah, in this episode, we will continue by reading the second station of the 17th word. So, Bismillah. Ikinji Makam, the second station. This begins with a an address uh, Ustad Nursi writes to himself called Brakbi Charefaryada stop wailing all the helpless inshallah I'll read the um, poem 
from beginning to end in Turkish and then in English because I don't want uh, to, to interrupt in between. Bırak bir çare feryadı, beladan gel tevekkül kıl. Zira feryat bela ender, hata ender, beladır bil. Bela vereni buldunsa ata ender, safa ender, beladır bil. Bırak feryadı şükür kıl, manendi bela bil, dema keyfinden güler, hep gül mül. Ger bulmazsan bütün dünya cefa ender, fena ender, hebadır bil. Cihan dolusu bela başında varken ne bağırırsın küçük bir beladan gel tevekkül kıl. Tevekkülle bela yüzünde gül ta o da gülsün o güldükçe küçülür eder tebeddül. Bil ey hodgam bu dünyada saadet terki dünyada. Hüdabin isen o kafidir bıraksan da bütün eşya lehinde. Ger hodbin isen helakettir, ne yaparsan bütün eşya aleyhinde. Demek terki gerektir her iki halde bu dünyada. Terki demek hüda mülkü, onun izni, onun namıyla bakmakta. Ticaret istiyorsan ger, şu fani ömrünü bakiye tebdilde. Eğer nefsine talipsen çürüktür hem temelsiz de. Eğer afakı istersen fena damgası üstünde. Demek değmez ki alınsa, çürük maldır hep bu çarşıda. Öyle ise geç, iyi mallar dizilmiş arkasında. Okay, so. Stop wailing, O oh, the helpless. Come, put your trust in God in the face of trouble. So, Üstad Nursi, as it is his custom, is addressing this to himself. The helpless, bichare, the one who has found himself in difficulty and has no recourse. Helpless. Has no recourse. That is the state of the human being without faith, without recognizing one's connection to uh, uh, and, and uh, protection by God. As we have said many times, we are infinitely impotent and infinitely needy, or rather we are infinitely needy and we have no power to procure our, our needs and therefore our impotence is to the measure of our neediness, infinite. And if left to our own means, we have no solution to this problem. It is the human predicament. Anything can be a need for us, can become a need for us, and we have no power whatsoever to procure any of our needs. Stop wailing, oh, the helpless. And what does the human being do in response to this? If the human being is smart and uh, has an open mind and recognizes the situation, the human being starts wailing, crying, crying out. If the human being is not smart, what tends to happen is that they numb their senses. Entertainment, the uh, you know, hustle and bustle of life, the attractions of life, and at the beginning in the verse, uh, you know, God told us that he adorned this world with what is on it in order to, to see which one of us do best. 
or better. So to test us, this world is a test for us, right? But we fall in love with it and we run after it and we forget in the way that a, you know, a young man who has not been exposed to the world and doesn't know the world too well, if you know, it happens that he falls in love. Uh, he, he will forget about everything. And they say love is blind. He will not, or, or she will not. They will not uh, see the potential problems that may arise if, let's say, if they got married, right? So we fall in love with the world and we do not recognize the potential problems that it decks up against us. And it is full of problems. It is full of problems. Right, so that's what the one who chooses to uh, follow a life of heedlessness and forgetfulness does. But eventually, what he tries to forget comes and finds him. If not throughout his his life, at the at the very end of life, sooner or later, the world shows its treacherous face to the human being. For so stop wailing all the helpless. Come put your trust in God in the face of trouble. So that is the solution. And that is the only solution. Put your trust in God in the face of trouble. He is the one who can ward off every, every threat, every enemy that you are facing in this world and who can provide every need but true need that you have so he is the all-powerful he is the solution to your to all of your problems for know that wailing is trouble within more trouble and error right so what do you attain by wailing and complaining right in your wail is hidden a, a complaint a complaint Right? You are wailing because you cannot find the giver of this, what you think is a trouble. If you were to find the giver of that, what you think is a trouble, then you would see the blessing in it and your wailing would turn into gratitude. But when you don't do that, you keep wailing. And know that there is a gift and joyful pleasure in the trouble if you find the one who gives it. There is a gift and joyful pleasure in the trouble if you find the one who gives it. Those who have listened to our episodes on the uh, 25th flash, which is about the sick and sicknesses the troubles and tribulations of this world will remember how we talked there about the blessings in the in the tribulations right it may be something that that uh, guides you away from a more serious danger it may be something that god gives you in order to elevate your station it may be something that trains you for future difficulties like in the case of uh, you know small children getting sick they are being prepared they are being matured right the uh, tribulations that children have in their young age help them mature and therefore face 
more serious problems later in life with more courage understanding um, and responsibility and have the inner strength to deal with those problems later on and so on and so forth so all of these trials and tribulations that we are going through in this world are acts of nurturing that our lord is uh, subjecting us to right either in order to test us and elevate our station or in order to protect us from other things so he is the loving the merciful the compassionate lord the nurturer who is taking care of us and therefore even in those troubles there is pleasure the pleasure of well having his attention on us the pleasure of if we can feeling sensing his mercy and compassion the pleasure of feeling that closeness to him as he is trying us testing us we are not forsaken if i were to live a completely completely perfect life with no bumps at all well i should probably be thinking you know what did i do wrong why did my lord did my lord forsake me is this the big the big trial itself that i live this perfect life in this life and i get attached to this world and i forget about the hereafter and my lord and in the hereafter i face my lord with nothing in my hands to to offer i mean not that anything that i can offer is going to be worth anything right but still when you go to a king you want to go with some gifts and then the king you know bestows his gifts on you as becomes his 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 royal power but you don't go empty-handed so know that there is a gift and joyful pleasure in the trouble if you find the one who gives it stop wailing and be grateful like the nightingales and everything else will be smiling out of joy so here the there's the, the reference is to nightingales uh coming to rose gardens and singing their songs and their singing is like an expression of uh, gratitude in poetry in this in, in the poetic world it is usually understood as the nightingale wailing out of um unrequited love but Ustad Nursi says no I, that that's not the case why should the uh, the nightingale be crying because of unrequited love no it found the rose it is singing laughing out of gratitude and and if you stop wailing so in this imaginary world of poetry imagine that the nightingales stopped wailing and started singing songs of gratitude and as a result of that everything else will be smiling smiling out of joy right all of a sudden you will see that everything around are in, filled with joy and that is the state of the human being too when the human being is in this like gloomy 
state of crabby, gloomy state of, um, you know, complaint, he will look around and see that everything is suffering, and all is doomed. Like the pessimism, the the veil of pessimism is going to darken his world, and that's going to be what he sees all around. But if that mood changes, and if he turns around and starts to look with an optimistic um, lens, he will start to see that everything is happy, right? You go out and you're walking in this in the street and you see a, a cat passing by and you see that the cat is smiling the cat is happy the cat is grateful the squirrel climbing the tree is climbing with joy that's how it is your mood colors your world your viewpoint colors your world so stop wailing be grateful and you will see that everything else will be smiling out of joy and that will increase your gratitude and and joy yet know that if you do not find him so this is this was if you found him and sh and, and showed gratitude to him but if you do not find him god the entire world is a waste filled with suffering and annihilation. It is all waste. What is, what, is, what is the point of this? That cat that was smiling in the street, a car will, will hit it in, I don't know, maybe in three months and it will just die and become a, you know, stenching, like a, a corpse in stench, a carcass. That squirrel climbing the tree, a hawk will come and get it and eat it and feed it to it to its chicks uh, in two weeks. That beautiful flower, that's so beautiful and smells so nice. Well, in three days it's going to wilt and die, and it will become this rotten thing on the on the ground. So, what's the point of all of this? I mean, if it is not for him, of course. If we do not find the source of everlastingness, the everlasting one who gives lastingness to everything else, if you do not find him as the source of all, all this beauty, all this joy, all this mercy, all this provision in the world, everything loses meaning. And then, you know, it does turn into suffering and annihilation. Right? If you find him, there is no annihilation. We all came from him and we will all return to him. Inna lillah wa inna ilayhi rajiun. And he is where we want to be. We want to be by him. We want to have we want to have his presence. We came from his presence, we will return to his presence, and that is the pinnacle of joy for the human being. That is what the human spirit is created for. That is where the human spirit feels at home. Then what's the problem if you found him? And you know what solution can you find if you lose him? If you do not find him, the entire world is a waste. It goes to waste 
filled with suffering and annihilation. Why are you screaming about a small trouble? Right, so something happened. Something happened, Let, let's say something serious happened. You lost a loved one. But on the scale of things, why are you screaming about a small trouble while you are surrounded by troubles enough to fill the world? Your troubles are, are enough to fill the world. More than that. You have more troubles than enough to fill the world because if you understood reality, you are facing eternity. And this is about eternal bliss or eternal condemnation, eternal torment. Yes, you lost a loved one in this world, but if you found him, he is the one who gives lastingness to everything and everybody. And you may you may have a reunion with that loved one in the hereafter in paradise, inshallah, and that will be forever. You come look look forward to that, right? But but if you lose him, if you cannot find him, you are surrounded by troubles enough to fill the world. You are stuck in these small things of the world. You, know, you, 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 you lost uh, half of your fortune in the uh, stock exchange. Really? Maybe you, you did not get a salary increase this year. Really? Maybe you lost your job. Maybe you did not enter the university that you wanted to enter. You were you were looking forward to paying your debts off by age forty, but it turns out you are still, you know, halfway in debt, etc., etc. Yes, but why are you screaming about a small trouble while you are actually surrounded by troubles enough to fill the world? And there is there is a. Um, foolproof, assured solution to all of those troubles. Come, put your trust in God. If you put your trust in God, there is no trouble that is big. All troubles just, just dwindle away, just disappear. No trouble can stand before his power. He is the over, overpower. He's Al-Qahar. Right? This is a majestic name, Qahar, right? It, it, it inspires uh, fear in us. But if, if Al-Qahar, the overpower, is on your side, then what a happy person you are because there is no, no trouble, there is no impediment, there is nothing that can stand on your way. But of course, that means that you are uh, being a servant who is worthy of the overpowers support you are being good when we say nothing can stand on your way you are not you know you are not bulldozing your way through the world trampling over other things the the, the poor things this the small weak things no you are being a true wise gerent of god in the world smile at the face of the trouble having put your trust in God? Yeah, come now. <laughs> See who is my support? See who is behind me? Come. So that it too smiles. When you do that, the trouble will also smile because 
it will show its true face to you. Before it was coming toward you as an enemy, but when you take God as your support, as your nurturer, as your protector, when you put your trust in God and face the trouble with him as your protector and smile at his face, now the trouble also shows its true face, which is it is a, a, a tool. It is an instrument that God is using in order to nurture you. So you see the reality of it and you're fine. As you smile, it shrinks and transforms. As you show gratitude, troubles shrink and transform. They transform into blessings. If you show gratitude, God increases his blessings on you and troubles slowly disappear from sight. They don't completely disappear because testing and trial is continuing, but you start to see troubles as blessings too. So your life is filled with blessings all around as a result of this. No, oh, the self-absorbed one, a hot gam. Now this is, this is uh, perhaps one of the most serious points that's being made here. If you are self-absorbed, if, you, if, if your entire focus is yourself, if you put yourself at the center of the world and perceive everything from that center and do not recognize that you are just a dot in the, in, in the creation and your worth and value is in your relationship with your Lord, if you do not recognize that and if you think, uh, falsely suppose that you are going to be able to fend for yourself and procure for yourself. And you are sufficient as the standard of moral judgment in this world. In, in, in short, right? If you suppose, falsely suppose that you are the center of the world, then you are damned. Then you are damned because remember, you are impotent. You are absolutely needy and absolutely impotent. You have nothing in your arsenal that will help you to, to um, wade through this, this world. You are going to be lost. You are going to be smashed. Oh, oh, the self-absorbed one. Self-absorbed self one. Felicity in this world is in abandoning it, abandoning it, abandoning the world. Felicity in this world is in abandoning the world. You may say, hold on one second, I'm looking for felicity in this world and I'm going to abandon the world. Yes. If you abandon the world, i.e. if you stop being attached to the world for the world, you will find felicity. If you are God-centered, because in abandoning the world means finding the creator of the world and stopping to interact with the world in its or for its own sake and taking it as the means to its creator, to its Lord and to your Lord. Right? Abandoning the world means, well, taking refuge in God. If you are God-centered, not self-absorbed, not, not self-absorbed, but if you are God-centered, 
then he is sufficient. God is sufficient. Hasbunallah. God is sufficient. Everything will be in your favor, even if you leave them. Now, this is the secret. <laughs> you abandon the world, and the world starts to run after you. Subhanallah. I mean, this is tested. This, 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 this is uh, tested and attested by all those who have experienced it. You abandon the world, the world starts to run after you. You run after the world, the world runs away from you. If you are God-centered, then He is sufficient. Everything will be in your favor, even if you leave them. Yet, if you are self-centered, that is destruction. Everything will be against you, whatever you do. Then the world should be abandoned in either case. Right? If you run after the world, it will run away from you. Then you should abandon it because you will never be able to catch it. You are going to be running in vain. You are going to be exerting yourself for nothing. If you run away from it, it will run after you. Well, then, then, yeah, just abandon it, run away from it, because it will come after you anyway. Either case, right? The world should be abandoned. That is, that is its reality. It is meant to be abandoned. But understand, understand right. Abandoning it means, right? This is what abandoning means. It is God's property. It is to be viewed with his permission and in his name so when you look around see God's signs look at the tree and see the beauty on the tree as a manifestation of God's beauty see the the fruits that are put on it as a manifestation of God's mercy for you as a manifestation of God's provision for you. So view it with His permission, meaning if that tree is not yours, if taking the fruit from it means stealing, and God did not give you permission for that, don't do it. But if you have the permission, if it is halal, take it. Take what is halal and what is tayyib, what is good. Enjoy it. And do so in his name. Say Bismillah. In words and in deeds. Position yourself in a way that you, as you take that blessing, you would be actualizing the meaning of Bismillah. In the name of God, I am taking this morsel and putting it in my mouth in the name of my provider. He is manifesting himself with his mercy, provision, and sustenance to me in this morsel. And this is my worship. This is my worship of my Lord, who is the merciful, the nurturer, the sustainer, the provider. As I eat this morsel, as I put it in my mouth, and as I taste the delicious taste that 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 are that is um, activating those taste buds in my tongue and sending these sensations of joy 
to my brain and as I feel those sensations now I know that this is time for me to show gratitude to him I'm not just going to gobble up things in this world that's not why I'm here I'm here to interact with my Lord to learn to recognize my Lord to sharpen my senses that help me to recognize my Lord to learn to read the signs of creation so that when I go to the hereafter I'm not illiterate about this I'm literate I know how to read those signs so that I will be put in a place where those signs are on display I'll be put in paradise if I'm illiterate if I don't know how to read those signs what good is it if they put me in in paradise what good is it if they put me in a room full of those signs of creation I won't be able to read them and that's going to be torment for me too I will be you know, dazzled and befuddled I like puzzled I won't be deserving of entering that room if I go from this world to the hereafter illiterate about how to read the signs of creation if you want a trade it is in replacing this temporal life that you have with an everlasting one that is the profitable trade replacing this temporal life that we have we are given with an everlasting one trade profitable trade is not making the most and put this in quotation marks like what does it mean that you're making the most after all but making the most out of this life that is not what it means that is not the profitable trade because it's going to come to an end sooner or later regardless whatever you make out of it it will finish the more you enjoy it the more painful it will be when it finishes all those things that you have enjoyed in the past and that are no more carry a sensation of pain for you now because they are not there anymore and if you don't have God on your side if you have not found your Lord and the creator of all these things and the everlasting one who can give lastingness eternity to everything else then you have no hope of having them again your beloveds are gone they became dust those material things that you have enjoyed they finished they expired perhaps there are new ones that you can afford to purchase and enjoy yes but at some point you'll lose your health and what you can enjoy the the realm of what you can enjoy the universe of what you can enjoy is going to shrink and shrink and shrink and at the end perhaps you are going to be down to eating boiled potatoes in order to survive the the torment that your your very physical body is going to be causing to you for you sooner or later this life will leave you but there's a way to replace it with an everlasting one you can use this life right as a you know farm field to be uh, cultivated as a raw material to be turned into something else you can turn it into a ticket to a better place 
you can turn it into a training place in order for for you to move on to the the real grounds where you are not training anymore but you are there to do the actual thing right you can do these things and turn this temporal life into an everlasting one you are promised that that is before you all you have to do is to stretch out your hand and take it but if you refuse to stretch your hand out because oh too much effort and too much trouble if you think that stretching your hand out is too much effort and too much trouble and you want to keep your hand close to 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 your chest and think that you are enjoying this world you are making the most out of it go ahead make the most out of it and see what happens at the end that is loss that is utter total absolute loss you have pain in your joy because as you enjoy you are cognizant of the fact that it is going to come to an end and you have nothing in in in, in your arsenal to prevent that you have no way of preventing that from happening and if you have intellect if you have not closed all your sensors and receptors then you cannot not be aware of this fact that the beautiful cake that you are eating is going to come to an end or you will be so full that you will be <laughs> You will be become nauseous if you if you eat more. So eating will turn into a torture. Eating will turn into tor torture. If you want a trade, it is in replacing this temporal life that you have with an everlasting one. If you demand yourself, right? If if that which you demand is yourself, right? If you think that you are going to be uh, able to survive this world just by yourself and you want to actualize yourself like there are these fancy words that they use now like you want to actualize yourself you are an individual and you are the center of the world like nobody can tell you what you can do what you cannot do what is you know what is it to the to, to, to the society that it is telling you what you can wear what you cannot wear where you can go where you cannot go you know you are a, you're a free individual etc etc if that is what you want if that is what you want it is both rotten and without a foundation yourself your worldly self right independent of or supposedly independent of god it can never be independent of god it is not a possibility but it can uh, f falsely suppose that if, and or fancifully suppose it can fancy that it is independent Right? if you suppose that what you have left to your to, to in your in your hands is rotten and has no foundation it is not going to last it is in a constant state of decay if not sustained it cannot survive a second even in the material world if you were to rebel against society in the way that all the these nonsensical words imply you are going to end up miserable because well you are a social animal you will need society 
and you will therefore have to accept its norms now there is society and there is society sometimes the society altogether rebels against god may god protect us from that but we are living to a large extent through times like that then we again need to recognize that first foremost and last and ultimately it is god that we need if we find him we find everything if we lose him we find not find nothing if you demand yourself it is both rotten and without foundation because the society is full of or made up of rotten selves that lack foundation in and of themselves if you want the outer horizons right so if you if you get out of yourself and you want the world that is out there if you want a um like a some sometimes people are like you if you have it like say pantheistic uh conception of the world right that you want to merge into the universe uh there was a movie like that right i didn't watch it but i read about it i um i think it's called lucy at the end of uh the, the movie this girl because she can uh use hundred percent of his her uh, brain power right somehow she disappears into the universe and becomes the power of the universe etc etc so yes this sounds poetic it sounds like you know a, a nice imagination yes but come on if you look at the outer horizons the world out there what you will see you start noticing says here is on it is the stamp of annihilation wherever you look you will see the stamp of annihilation even if you look at the entire cosmos that they now say has uh emerged with a big bang with a like tiny 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 thing and expanded to this 14 billion light years wide colossal thing that it is that we are able to observe with our, our telescopes and whatnot it too it too is displaying the stamp of annihilation it too is doomed to disappear no even if you got the entire universe even if you somehow disappeared dissipated into uh, the, the material reality out there and became one with it or something like if you reach nirvana or whatever it too is bearing the stamp of annihilation then it is not worth the purchase yourself rotten and without foundation the outer horizons have the stamp of annihilation then none of this is worth the purchase if you are in this world for a trade that is not what you should aim for that is not the profitable trade that you should be trying to achieve all merchandise is rotten in this marketplace in that case move on this is not meant for itself this is not the be all end all this is not an end in and of itself you are not here to stay this is not the goal this is not the purpose this is not the objective 
this is the means to a higher end in that case move on to good products are lined up behind it this is a let's say a display hall they use you have the demos of everything that you need and might enjoy here you are in order to see the demos to to examine them to get to learn how to interact with them to uh, train your senses that will enable you to enjoy them right it's the, the demo the display hall and a training uh, place right and also um, show your worthiness for being able to interact with them use them properly when you are taken to the next hall where the real things are in that case come right uh, act according to the rules and regulations understand the reality of things take your training enjoy the display understand what is what become literate about reading what they mean and then you will be moved on to another place where the good products the products that are not rotten and that are not that do not carry this tempo and annihilation on them that are given lastingness they don't have lastingness from themselves but that they are given lastingness by the everlasting one those products are lined up so move on this world is not worth for itself but this world is good is good if you know what it is if you understand its reality if you abandon it in order to find the real things that it points to and abandoning it once again means that it is God's property and it is to be viewed to be utilized to be enjoyed to be perceived and enjoyed with his permission within the circle of permissibility and in his name if you do that you will move on to another world where you will find the the the, the lasting true joy in this world the joy is in understanding that nothing is here to stay everything is here to point to god everything is a manifestation of god's names and attributes everything is a sign of creation everything is a signifier from which you can infer and understand the knowledge of your lord everything is here to teach you about your lord and the joy of this world is in learning to read it and reading it as a book written by your lord about your lord this is the reality of the world and once you find that and understand that this world becomes joyful and it take it becomes a means to take you to a lasting hereafter where there is more joy incomparably better 
incomparably um, more intense perfect joy inshallah all right this is the end of this uh, little poem about uh, you know stopping to veil uh, inshallah uh, we, we we could still continue a few more minutes but i don't want to start the next section and uh, and halfway through inshallah we will end here it's going to be a shorter episode and continue with another poem uh, that Ustad Nursi had actually uh, written earlier, earlier and in Persian uh, in the next episode, inshallah. Subhanaka la ilma lana illa ma'allamtana innaka anta al-alimul hakim wa akhru dawahuman alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen al-fatiha as-salamat Allahumma salam.